Hello and welcome to Bad at Love. AKA the Uprising COVID therapy session. <laughs> Zuh. Here from Minneapolis. We're a swing state. Yeah, people don't seem to understand this, but we are. And you know what's going to make it even more? Now that they're mandating masks. Dun, dun, dun. I keep wondering the overlap between people who refuse to wear masks and racism. <laughs> Why are you wondering? Because I'm not really wondering. I just know that that's oh, what okay. it is. Um, <laughs> so it's just going to be real easy now to tell who's who. Like, we keep wondering. You're like, oh, but people, people leave racism deep down. And I'm like, well, now it's not. Now it's just going to be out in the open. Yeah, they might as well have a big R stamped on their head. I know. So in all reality, is it a good thing that people aren't wearing their masks? Discuss. Well, I pretty much assume that all white people are racist until they show me otherwise. Mm -hmm. I don't care. It's not a big deal. You can wear a mask and still be a racist. True. But... You just might not want to die. So I guess the saying would go then... People who don't wear a mask are racist, but not all racists don't wear masks. That's too much. That's not <laughs> it. You can't put that on a hashtag. An if-then statement, you guys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that should be on the SATs. <sighs> Which is a racist test. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's why it would be there. So I should send you a stamped from the beginning book since now it's back on Amazon. Well, I'm going to get one. That's not the... I want to I want to get it from Garnet Books. So Okay, so you'll be waiting for a minute because they just getting themselves spurred up right well, now. Well, they said that they're hoping to get their um, online bookstore now. Black Garnet Books, folks, is the uh, online woman-owned, black woman-owned bookstore in, Minis in Minneapolis. Right. And it's the only black-owned store in Minnesota black right now bookshop in minnesota right so they're hoping to get an actual bookstore open uh they have met and surpassed their second goal but yes i want to try to get through them because through other places like you said everyone keeps getting all of them are sold out although maybe now they're back because apparently a lot of white I just folks told are picking you up now books. they're back because i literally ordered one from barnes and noble and i just sent one to my grandmother from Amazon. I don't want to go through these big, huge corporations I hear that already what you're made saying. a shit ton of money. They're going to get money regardless. But it depends on the need and the urgency of when you want to read your book. That's all. Well, right now I'm finishing N.K. Jemison's. Yeah, uh, well, you have fun with all the whatever the hell you're doing. It is a good book and Indigo's enjoying it as well. We have bonded me reading this out loud to her every night. That is fantastic. But maybe <laughs> Indigo wants to learn about history. <laughs> She's sort of learning about it. The book has a lot of like, it's maybe a sci-fi fantasy book, but mm -hmm, I'm just mm -hmm, saying mm -hmm, it's got... Mm -hmm. Layers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, girl. You do you, whatever gives you enjoyment and pleasure. I just know, I know they're going to get the money anyway, the bigger places. The point is, is I would rather, even though they're getting the money anyway, I'd rather be giving it to the people who actually need it. Because so what I did was I ordered my some books from Barnes & Noble, and then there's a new book that's coming out from a different author that was on a waiting list, and I ordered that from a black-owned bookshop. 
So I gave everybody money. Because <laughs> I wanted my books. I mean, that's true. But I'm also playing the Origami King. So <laughs> you're busy, clearly. You're like, we have our priorities on what we're doing right now. And this is no shade or judgment. Whatever you need to do to get through this is what you're doing. I took the dumb route of trying to be educated. And then you got depressed for like a good weekend. No, for more than that. But still, I'm better now. And now I'm on to a new 600 page book. Oh, this is going to be and fun. And I'm fairly confident the book that I just ordered from the same author is also going to be 600 pages. So I'm wondering whether or not I need to get like a specific type of like chip. Like, you know how they have things where they can put things on your finger and that could tell you your heart rate and stuff? I wonder if they have that that I could put on you and then it could be like, oh, I need to like check in on Tamu real quick because she's apparently read 200 pages in one night and she needs to I have to, to have figure it out because this book, the chapters are very different than in Stamped. So it's like I would give myself three chapters in Stamped and that would be, you know, like a good 50 to 60 or 75 pages. But here, the chapters are like a page or three pages, some of them. So I'm like, shit, how am I going to figure this out? Well, it might be too that, because like there's a couple of books that I've read where that's similar where it has a page or just two pages or something but the content is that dense is that yes. how that book is where like it's really dense material where you it's read like it's not necessarily couple... dense so far it's just kind of telling stories of people and how they're getting ready to move from the south to different parts of the country okay so i don't think you named the book what was the name of the book oh sorry the name of the book is the warmth of other suns The Epic Story of America's Great Migration by Isabel Wilkerson. And if you don't know what the Great Migration is, I suggest you Google it. (laughs) There's a lot of things that people need to Google right now, I feel. (laughs) Well, and speaking of that, you mentioned something about HIPAA. What's going on? Oh, no, it's just uh, they've been talking about it for ages. Who is they? The world. So essentially, since the beginning of us trying to say, you know what masks do prevent the contamination of the spreading virus everywhere and it became a political thing which is so weird to me because when you think about it like surgeons wear masks like it's it's not just because of the virus it's because in general you don't want germs to spread like what do we want our dentists or our hygienist in our faces without a mask on right it makes (laughs) no sense so I just wanted to kind of help clarify as someone who works in an industry that has to work with HIPAA all the time. So okay. I'll give the floor a, is yours. I'll, I'll, I'll give a general situation. Um, let's say, Tamu, you request a medication and you're like, hey, insurance, I want this medication. And I don't think you cover it, though. Or it's a type of medication where it, it has sometimes you can just go in and you can grab something. Uh, when it's prescribed to you but a lot of the times too like you know what we're not just going to give out the or like a an inhaler to everybody we want to make sure that you actually have a diagnosis that needs an inhaler you ask for a medication it needs to like get approved through us before we can just give it to you mind you you can always buy a medication if it's prescribed to you it's just you're probably going to pay a ton more money for the most part so what HIPAA does 
is you go to your insurance company and say, I need this drug. And they're like, huh, you didn't really give us enough information for us to know whether or not we can cover this drug for you. So we're going to contact your doctor who prescribed this to get more information. You signing off on HIPAA to like your people in the, like your prescriber, your nurse, everybody in the clinic, it allows them to give us this information so then we can process it. Before, they could sell off your information to whomever they wanted and suddenly Joe Schmo knows that you have whatever type of disease or anything. And that's not the greatest thing ever to for people to know, you know? Mm-hmm. It gives you control over your information so then that way... And there's times when, like, I have to call a clinic and they're like, ah, due to HIPAA privacy, can you actually fax us something? Because we want to physically know that you are who you say you are before we hand out this information. So HIPAA protects you in that light. What it doesn't protect you from is Joe Schmo saying, what the fuck is wrong with you? It doesn't protect, <laughs> like, if you sneeze or something and I say, oh, are you sick? You can't just look at me and say, HIPAA protects me. That's not how that works. Like, anybody Uh, can ask you these questions. That's not the issue. And then they can also, as businesses, they can say, well, sorry, you can't enter here. HIPAA doesn't protect you from not telling people or them not knowing. Otherwise, Tamu, I wouldn't tell you my own health issues. Like, sorry, HIPAA prevents me from telling you that (laughs) I hurt and stubbed my toe the other day. That's bullshit. Well, how would HIPAA know that you told me? Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, what it does is it just gives more power into your hands, like, for employers' sake. So Mm -hmm. then they can't say, they can't look into your business and say, well, we're not going to hire her because she has a lot of dandruff. We don't want dandruff sitting at our desk. That's Mm -hmm. disgusting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's what it protects you from. It makes it so then that way not Joe Schmo can call up and ask for your health information. A place of business, however, if you're just coming in as a customer – just like anything else, they can say, sorry, we don't want you here. You're causing a disruption. You're causing it. Like, they can just say that. And there are other, like, hate crimes and stuff that you can't go against. Um, that's why those types of laws are in place to make sure that it's not someone's bias telling you that you aren't allowed to be there. But when it comes to health concern stuff, that is not how HIPAA works. And it's very frustrating for someone who's, and I'm sure it is for every single nurse and doctor right now, it's very frustrating for them to be like, wow, we're doing all of this hard work. We're wearing masks for 12-hour shifts, not even just like the cloth masks that we're all wearing. They're wearing like the hard, really difficult ones that when they take them off, they leave marks and bruises. And then to have someone say, people are now lying to to get through because they're like well HIPAA says I don't have to tell you anything no that's not what HIPAA does you get to tell someone whether or not but I forgot about this song <laughs> My favorite part is it's my right. (laughs) It's my right to make them sick. It's my right. The reason I'm getting so like 
into this at this moment is because Costco was a place that was very safe for my mom to be able to go into. She has some health issues. Um, It's serious enough where it's like, for instance, I had to go into the clinic to get something taken care of. Uh, I had to get some x-rays done. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to see you for a couple of weeks. Even though they were careful, I was very careful and stuff. I'm not going to subject you to something that I don't know whether or not I got anything and it used to be a place where like they would tell people no you can't come in um you had to wear your mask and everything and she actually witnessed when she came in all of a sudden she saw uh, someone without a mask and she was like what the heck and then a woman came in um without a mask and she was telling the person like I don't have to tell you because of HIPAA and they just were like okay and they let her in and another woman came up took off her mask and said now I don't have to wear mine thank you and they high-fived each other during a fucking pandemic and then happily started walking about like being like yes I don't have to do this anymore so to the people who actually have health problems that don't allow them to wear masks they're pissed off from what I can tell because this people with disabilities get fucked over all the time. I mean, they have to show paperwork for their dogs, for their guide dogs, whether, you know, for any of that kind of information. I, you brought up the fact that the TSA, for God's sake, if HIPAA protects us from that shit, then why do they get to they get to put in the borders of saying, well, you have to give us your paperwork to prove that you have a piece of metal in your leg or your head or wherever you have it. So it's just one of those things where now... Uh, when she talked to the manager, I actually filed a complaint because it's like that was the one place she could go. And now she can't because she can't trust it. And they were like, oh, it's HIPAA. Sorry, our lawyers said. And I was like, well, your lawyers are liars or they're really shitty lawyers because they don't understand HIPAA then. Mm-hmm. Or they're just that concerned about losing business. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, none of them are acceptable as far as I'm concerned. So we'll see as the mandate comes in from Minnesota to have to wear masks, whether or not they're going to continue. But I just know that in my apartment complex, they just handed out saying it is now a mandate that you have to wear masks in the hallways, laundry room, anything that's a common area. And then they also had a low part of it stating, if you see someone without a mask, don't ask them why. Just make sure you stay six feet away from them and that, they, you know, that it's rude to ask and blah, blah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's not that hard. I have a list of things right now that are not that hard to do and everybody's seemingly making it that hard. Wash your fucking hands and wear a fucking mask. You hear this. Walmart would like all of us to become communists, but they fuck with the wrong bitch. Because I don't play that shit. I wrote a nasty letter to the corporate offices. We should all be throwing fits. Because if not, then they win. So share this with your friends. If you're a proud American, I'm sick and tired of hearing all about this made up bullshit virus. We can't keep giving in. We got our new system. Damn. I love this song so much. <laughs> I'm going to make that to a text tone it. for you. Just the, because it's my right. And every time I text you, that's what will come up. Because that's my I right. Really, I really need it because it's so great. It's my favorite part. <laughs> It's, it's my right. 
every time I see something or hear something, that's all I think about now. It's my right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's my right to kill my fellow American. Yep. It's so great. I mean, not that part, but like the song is so great. Oh, no, the song is too. Like that song. The video was fantastic. That in the video is fantastic. And then that other one, I'm trying to remember their names, but the one who came out with the uh, low-key fuck 2020. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one was good, too. Low-key fuck 2020. <laughs> That's such a good one, too. I'm sorry that your mom now has nowhere to go shopping. Thank you. It's just, it's... I've been getting very frustrated lately because people are more concerned about their quote-unquote freedom in the weirdest way Mm-hmm. rather than taking care of your neighbor well i guess i just don't understand like we've talked about last time like where this stems from i really right. don't get it but um there's a billion theories but what it comes down to i mean i was texting my mom after we had our conversation today because we kind of had a a little bit of a a tiff over a family member who i didn't think has been doing their dues Mm -hmm. and how they should be doing it and her saying you need to let it go because Mm -hmm. there's only so much you can do and I was like I'm just angry right now and (laughs) I'm like I'll get over it it's my right it's my right (laughs) (laughs) and it just came to a point where we it started talking about religion Mm. Um, and it was because that one dude who started talking about, like, he was in the aisle screaming, saying, in the name of Jesus and your demons and blah, you know, all that stupid <laughs> yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's the funny part to me. And I had this conversation with another person, too, where I was like, they don't, people don't seem to realize that God gave us free will. And, like, I have a slew of ideas of what religion is i'm not organized religion or anything but i do know that god gave us free will and a lot of people out there seem to be like nope it's his divine will and everything's predetermined and um or even if it isn't predetermined they think that it's predetermined at least for them they're in the good like they're in god's pocket sort of thing Mm -hmm. and i just told my mom i was like there's a lot of people who think this and i was like just because like, they think they have immunity in their blood just because they eat a fucking cracker on Sundays. They drink the wine. You know, they just, they legitimately are like, Jesus will save me. And this can go into our next topic of, no, it won't. And kids are giving this to their parents unknowingly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, it's just been a very, it's, there's just been a lot of, like, interesting things happening. Like, I've just randomly been watching a show, and then all of a sudden they do, like, a quick expose on a family that, like, all of a sudden had this horrible thing happen um, with COVID in relation to, like, younger family members, which yeah. is really kind of... It's not really surprising because clearly kids don't... They were already told that they're not going to be um, impacted by this disease, but they clearly don't also think about fact that they could potentially impact other people as well right which makes me we had this big discussion with my dad because his birthday is coming up and since he cannot go to the embassy suites in Piscataway New Jersey oh one no um <laughs> this is gonna be another 30 years you're gonna hear about this oh so uh they're having like a little barbecue and they've had a couple of barbecues at the house now like memorial day and then like my aunt's birthday and now his birthday will be one because that's also over labor day time okay 
so he was like, oh yeah, that's great. You know, I don't care. This is fantastic. I just want everybody, you know, I've really realized that things are so different right now. I just want everybody to have a good time and be happy. Huh. And I thought, well, that is refreshing. Um, and then when I talked to them earlier this week, it was like, yeah, well, I don't want the kids to come. And the kids are like, you know, what? One is 31, one is 22, oh or, you know, kids. one is 26, the other one's like 34 or whatever. But we call them, they're still our kids. I get that, um, but also... They're grown-ass people. However, he's like, I just don't trust them to come here because I don't know if they're social distancing and I'm worried, you know, like, everybody in the house obviously is 60 and up, except for my godson. And uh, I mean, that's he's like, valid. I just don't know if they're social distancing and doing what they need to do. And, you know, when they come here, everybody sits under the table and they don't social distance and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, my grandmothers are in their mid-80s. And I was like, okay, you know, I totally... Like, he's in full-blown panic mode, right? Just, like, freaking out with all of this news about everything going on with COVID. And, you know, he feels that he's keeping everyone alive in the house. <laughs> and It's a big um, burden. It's huge, right? It's a huge responsibility. And so he's just kind of like, well, I don't want him to come. Now, I had already invited them. Because when we were planning it, I was like, oh, I'll just let them know because we're all in a group chat together. So I was like, hey, this is happening. I'm like, how we're going to now disinvite them right. because you can't go sit in the backyard and distance yourself from it. So, of course, like my mom is like, well, then fuck it. We don't, <laughs> we don't have to have anything on that yeah. day. We'll just do something on your birthday and have everybody here, like just the people in the house and my abuela will come. And it'll be fine. And then maybe like Saturday, if kids want to come over and do whatever they can, but you don't have to participate in that. That's not, you know, your thing. He went off. Lost his marbly mind. Um, No one understands. And I guess I just have to get over it. And this is, I can't ever get what I want. And of course, you know, we went back to the embassy suites. And uh... (sighs) (laughs) you know what you should do? Not to interrupt, but also to interrupt. (laughs) Get pictures off the embassy suites <laughs> and copy their room and then redo one of the rooms in that <laughs> complex. Shut as up. That. And then be like, look, Dad. No. <laughs> it's just like we would have we would have done something wrong even if we did that. Right. I know. And I know. We're doing they're doing this and it's still wrong. So my mom was I said look here's what the deal is what I'm hearing is that you just want it to be social distance so why can't you just move the chairs further out or whatever like you don't know what the weather's going to be in September Mm. like maybe it'll be okay for everybody to just kind of be a little bit more separate or let the kids know when they come that you know like let's just I would like to be a little bit more social distance no big deal or you can just have the thing on your actual birthday, which is on a Tuesday. And then Saturday, he's like, but I want all the things that I was supposed to get. And we're like, <laughs> <sighs> okay, so what is this about? <laughs> it's about what he wants, what he wants. And he doesn't want people to take anything away from him. I get it. And again, you know, I understand the panic. I understand feeling like oh what can i do this is this wrong he's like every time they come here i count for i count the 14 days i'm like dude we all count 14 yeah. days from when any of us do anything yep. like it, 
it's just what we do. Yep. It's our life right, right now. Like, just that's just how it is. You know, like, if you're in contact with people that you are not too familiar with, like, you give yourself, like, two weeks. Make sure everybody's cool. And then, like, the next two weeks, you can go do something else. Give yourself two weeks. And then, like, the next two weeks, you go do something else. You know what I mean? Or give yourself enough time that you feel is sufficient. So, I don't know. I mean, I get it. And like I said, that story that I was telling you, that I showed you today about the kid who was 21 who ended up going out partying and then infecting his whole family. And his dad ended up on a ventilator for like 30 days or 20 days or something crazy. Yeah, it was 20 days. And he only just got off and he can't even lift his arms. Right. Like he has no, like all of that muscle tissue is just evaporated. So he has to, now he's in physical, has to do physical therapy and all those sorts of things. Like people don't really get like the downstream ramifications of things just by one action, one thing. Like you, you know, and that's why I understand where my dad's kind of coming from. But at the same time, you could easily fix that by just saying, okay, we're all going to just sit a distance away from each other right. or wear a mask <laughs> and both okay. if you want to too yeah. like, like if you you have to right now i think if the pandemic should be teaching anybody anything is the ability to adapt uh, because we have to like as we learn new information how many times have they flip-flopped on this will help you well maybe not or this is kind of our problem here. Well, it turns out we have these new symptoms as well. Mm-hmm. Like you have to learn to be like, okay, this is the newest information we have. Now we go with it this way. Yeah. And I don't know how much people are educating themselves, and especially like they're the your your generation down, zillennials, whatever the hell they're calling them, <laughs> Gen Zs. I don't know. Those kids. Some of them get it. I mean, maybe like the younger, younger ones, but the middle layer ones, like the 20s or whatever, they just want to go out here and party and do whatever. They don't seem to necessarily have it in mind. I was watching something and they literally, someone was just, oh no, was it the, did I send you this thing about, or did you send it to me where the guys were like handing out free masks in California? Oh, I sent it to you. And there were just two girls walking and he was like, well, hey, do you want some free masks? And they're like, no, we have some. He's like, but you're not wearing them. And they're like, well, we left them in the car and then they just kept on pushing. It's stuff like that where it's like, if someone's offering you a free mask and you left yours in the car, we'll just fucking take the free mask. Right. It's a free fucking mask. (laughs) It's just like a connection is not there in terms of, they're like, well, we have masks. Yeah, bitch, but you ain't wearing it. (laughs) Like, that's the next, you know, that's the step further. And I... And like that woman said, whose son or stepson ended up infesting the whole family, like you think it can't happen to you until it does. Yes. And to me, it's foolish thinking because quite frankly, this can happen to anybody. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think it's, but th- see, that's still the mentality. That's yeah. why I've been saying since the beginning of like people who are saying they don't need to wear a mask or making it some sort of political thing and I've always said, you know, you don't get to have an opinion on that until you at least just an hour even spend an hour in the wing where nurses and doctors are trying to save these lives from people who have COVID. Once just you watch the news it, or read something. Fucking well, A. But see, even that, apparently reading it or looking at it isn't enough. Like you, they, you need to actually like physically see it and be Again, like, oh, it's, but it's real. Because the stove is hot. Right. Because it's stupid. It, it's absolutely stupid. It's the stupidest thing, but... And I think that's the frustrating part for some people, and that's the reason why some people aren't believing it, is because they, like, Minnesota has been slowly creeping up. We're not as bad as a lot of other states, clearly. I'm just going to tell you, Debbie Burks is on here. They caught her on a covert phone recording, tapping us in with all the rest of these states. 
<laughs> Tampa, Minneapolis. So, nice. Just saying. But people, the the point being too is that they don't do it the one time, and they're like, "Well, nothing happened to me." Right. So, so I, then they just I can do keep it again. doing it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. then they're like, "Well, it's not that bad." Even if they're checking it out, well, it's not that bad. And so it's like until it happens to you, or you physically are seeing the ramifications. I mean, even on our last one, you talked about the fact that you were like. I don't know anybody else except me who mm-hmm. had family members. And so I feel or like friends. White, yeah. Uh, I feel like white people in particular, like you said before, really don't get it. It's very sad. Well, because, right, like the however many million of people who don't believe that the stove is hot and we have to let them touch it. It's the same way that why we're in the situation that we're in with this fucker that's running the country right now into right. the ground. With Chicago and all that shit, too. Well, you know, like his secret police in Portland. What a great segue. His secret police happening in Portland and him trying to, like, throw these people everywhere in the country. Like, well, it's You saw that uh, Chicago now has that. That happened last night. Oh, did they jump in in Chicago? I yeah. thought she said that they weren't supposed to be. But what I, are they doing there? Because they're not defending federal buildings i mean they're only there to defend a federal building the stuff that he's talking about has nothing to do with the the shooting that happened at that funeral home no i'm pretty sure he's just deploying shit now oh yeah so because there have been some pretty big protests and i know that she said you're not welcome here but he's just flexing power at this point he's practicing for the election he's suppressing the UPS shit. Now I'm like, should I do a mail-in ballot? Should I just be well, in person? What I'm going to do with my ballot, which I always do, is I drop it off at City Hall, our city hall here, because it's not too far from my house. And they have a ballot box, so you can just drop it in. So I physically drop it myself because I know I took it to the place. So do a quick talk about of what your process is, how you got your mail-in ballot, that sort of thing, because I'm waiting for mine still. So if you want to talk about it. did you do it? uh a couple weeks ago that seems weird did you register in a new place like do they have your new address they i've been registered since like way before because uh, we had to vote for the primaries yeah i mean i went on to the secretary of state site and just filled out the little application filled it out so that i could get the one for the primaries in august and the one for the election and then and then it gets sent to you in the mail. Did you get the email that says that you... Yeah. That they got it? But I would contact I've, them and say that you didn't get it. At least I've been seeing on Twitter is that um, because he's people are now starting to get mail returned back to them, stay, saying that there was something wrong with the mail, um, that the address wasn't correct, even mm-hmm. though it was. And um, I just saw a tweet this morning that someone was saying, yeah, over here, uh, I think they are from Turkey. They said we call that, what did they call it? But the definition of it was essentially that this is what the government does when they're trying to privatize something, when they're trying well, to yeah, get rid they of know the they're public trying to service. Privatize the post service. So he said that's what they're, like, people are starting to do that. So maybe that's what happened with it. I would call or figure out how to find out and check it because, okay. like, all three of us did it at different times, and I was the last one, and I just got mine, like, last weekend. Hmm. Or two weeks ago, I can't. Well, every day is the same. So, yeah, I'll it's sitting right here. Like I totally mailed. I, yeah, it was super easy, and you know I'm mindful of it, so I kept checking the. I'm like, okay, good, I got it. Phew, one thing down. Right, because I think my mom finally got it, and she's trying to get my dad to get 
his going mm-hmm. and he's he still hasn't she's like are you able and i was like i'm still getting postage saying to do it so i'm gonna say yes hmm. elon omar like i feel like once yeah. a week is like well, i'm hey. getting like stuff from her opponent a lot and i was just like y'all just need to stop sending me this shit because i ain't sorry not happening so but yeah i got mine okay yeah i'll do a follow-up then and then if i were you since you i since it is taking you so long, I would find out where your city hall is and just drop it in the box directly. That's what I would want to do anyway. I know that it's yeah. still, it's not standing in a line mm-hmm. waiting to vote. It's still right. going out to do it, but I would prefer that. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you go on an off time, like, I think I went on at, like, a 10 o'clock on a whatever day, and you just go in and you drop it off because they have a box there, and then that's it. Nice. I think that's really smart, especially since, like, there's some people for working and all that kind of stuff that it, they can just be like, here's my... Um, do you know the mm-hmm. deadline? I don't know. I know the the primary is the 11th of August. Big segue, long conversation. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, uh, what was the next topic we wanted to talk? Well, um, we talked about the police dates that are coming. I guess, you know, we're... Either some people are saying 100 days and some people are saying 102 days left before Armageddon. Mm. So I think people should vote. I think you should all register to vote because this fool is going to definitely try and steal this election or hamstring it up in some dumbass way and cause some kind of civil war or riots of some kind. And by riots, I mean legit ones like burning shit down in the streets in anarchy will ensue no i'm 100 110 really of agreeance because so terrified of that outcome like honestly the fact that we're not going to know the same day because of covid unfortunately and us having to do mail-in ballots and stuff freaks me out Mm -hmm. um i just don't trust him and i get irritated by all of this stuff that I see where people are like, yeah, he's not going to do that. He's just going to walk away. No, he's fucking not. No, he's not. He's not going to fucking walk away. Hello. Where have you been for the last four years? He's invested so much into his essentially treacherous ways. Like he's pulled treason. So. Yeah. I mean, he's doing it every day. So no, for the people who think that that's, that's again, people who are trying to, uh, they aren't paying enough attention. Well, let's talk about the five, the stupid five cognitive words. Okay. Yeah. Person, what were they again? I'm trying to remember. Gosh, it's been drummed into my brain. <laughs> Person, woman, man, camera, TV. Wasn't a camel thrown in there later, though, no, for an camel image? Is, camel's the images, but this is what he <laughs> was saying to the doctor who was looking at him like he was straight crazy. Well, and everybody responding saying, like, I've looked this up. And for someone, you don't get extra points for remembering it. You just don't lose points. I have five words. Go fuck yourself, Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I can remember. I feel like I can remember that easy, yeah. too. Yes, I think I can. I think that if someone asks me four years from now, I'll be like, go fuck yourself, Donald Trump. Yes, and it's kind of catchy, actually. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> what an asshole. I mean, honestly, like, if people, I again, I'm just baffled by the insanity and the the level of, like, the, devil, the devolution 
of anything that this country, I'm going to say in quotes, stood for, because quite frankly, I never really bought into that anyway. But like, how easy it was it for him to dismantle everything in four years? Oh, like, yeah. Everything. Well, and the fact that like when it was happening, people saying he can't do that much. And I was like, yes, he can. And they're like people who like I cried on election night and they're like, why are you crying? And why are people so upset? And they're like, because our greatest fear could happen and then it's happened Mm -hmm. i keep it's about once a week there's someone who i'm not in contact with anymore whom um, when i first went to ireland um i got along with them super well we joked around we had the same sense of humor but then as time continued like we started butting heads um, mainly because he didn't believe that sexism existed in america anymore and racism didn't exist in america anymore and I kept being like, oh, this must be interesting for him then. And that was the thing was that like he was he had spent like not even six months in North Carolina of our, all places. Well, that's why he doesn't think racism exists. Right. And so I was like, you don't know. And at the end, he actually like the day that I left, he unfriended me on Facebook. And I was like, whatever, dude. But we had had like a serious conversation because for what most people don't know uh, about Ireland is that they love to talk politics. (laughs) Like you get in a cab and they know you're American. They want to talk politics with you like straight out the gate. And so Donald Trump was on all the time. And this was during the like year of the election mm-hmm. and I kept getting more and more afraid to go back home and we had had a couple more mass shootings in 2016 obviously because when do we not and uh, I was just like I don't know I'm just so nervous to go home and they're like why are you so worried you shouldn't be this worried and I was like this man is not good and they didn't believe me and people kept saying he can't do that much and so like when he unfriended me I remember being like fuck you and despite it's like I feel almost guilty because all this terrible shit has happened these past four years. But then like once a week I think about him because of all the terrible shit. And I think, fuck you, I was right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, wow. Like I do. I think like Betty. and I think like I wonder him over there being like, oh shit, oh, Mallory was right. Like I wonder sometimes. And I'm like, I have no other I, I don't care to see him at all. I don't care. Like, there's nothing else in me. But there's that curiosity point of, like, I wish I were a fly on the wall to see his eyes go huge and be like, what the fuck? Mallory was right. Because <laughs> it is. It's like people did not believe. Like, in because it was Ireland um, when I was in Germany and Scotland. Like, no one believed any of it. They were all like, this seems crazy. He's not going to win. I was like, well, you you don't know the United States. They just truly didn't. And so I think not only did America, but like the whole world got a shock of these past four years of what the true fuckery it is. Well, I mean, it's okay because we are only allowed in nine countries anyway. So big woo. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> uh, our history book is going to look great. Wow. I mean... It... Maybe the Daughters of the Revolution will take over and talk about this time, too. Who knows? I know it sounds petty, but I just... Man, it is hella petty. (laughs) It is, but it makes me feel a little valid also in some ways because it's amazing how many people tell you, particularly as a woman who try to tell you that you're wrong, how could it ever happen, 
no one would truly let it happen. And yet right now there are people in Portland being kidnapped mm-hmm. by the federal police. You know, um, just a lot of shit is happening. And it's you like... You all need to start watching American Heroes channel and catching up on your Hitler. Just saying. <laughs> this is how it happens. And I know, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. I think I've mentioned it to you a few times. The other weirdest thing that I keep, like, my mind keeps randomly going back to is when Obama was elected and all of the Republicans and really, like, Catholic and Christian of Christian people kept saying how he was going to ruin the country and the world. And they kept naming some biblical thing of talking about how he comes in like a lamb but goes out like a lion and how well, that that's means. just April. And well, and March. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like they were just saying all this weird shit and nothing happened. And I'm like, and yet all of those same things, the exact things that they were saying would happen with Obama are happening right now. And I was like, and strangely silent. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they don't care as long as, like, the Supreme Court keeps voting to take away our rights and um, they put up as many conservative judges as they can to consistently take away our rights. Like, this is unfortunately the perfect time to try to do these sorts of things because, like, <laughs> like for me personally, I'm like, okay, like, you need to prepare for when you have to go out in the riot because mm-hmm. I've, I've been careful with the COVID. I've been making, you know, I'm trying to make sure that... I've been very chess-like with my moves. If it comes down to it, it's like, fuck. If election day comes and, like you said, apocalypse, I need to be prepared to be like, no, we all need to be out there in fucking shifts. Well, the sad part is, you know, we can't abscond to any place because I just told you the nine, we're only allowed to go to nine countries. I will get married through Zoom. (laughs) I will, I have connections in New Zealand, let me tell you. Okay. Have you started planting this seed, girl? I've actually considered connecting with a couple of them just to be like, fuck you. <laughs> just as friends being like, hey, it's your bestie Mallory. Remember when we were hiking for three months together? Fuck you for living in a country that allows you to continue to survive. <laughs> I don't know about you. This is thriving. We're thriving. We're doing so great. You know, I have heard that from a certain gentleman. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. You also heard Prison Woman Man camera TV. (laughs) Super hard. It's amazing how great it is for you to get that. No, the hard part wasn't just doing that. The hard part was, you know, many questions down the line making him go back to that question. Right. You have to go back to it later on down the line. Like, because you have to distract and then say, what were those things again? I wonder, and I doubt, but I wonder if if he's out, if anyone will have the guts to say what it was truly like. Yeah, it won't. Well, it won't matter. Who cares, right? People are saying sort of what it's like now, but they're not. No one gives a shit. Is there any way, like, because, I mean, he's already done treason, but is there any way that when someone's done being a president, whether or not you can take them to court for these sorts of things? Oh, absolutely. He can go straight on into prison. Cool. Sweet. He'll be a citizen. He won't have anything to shield him. Nice. So. You know what's the weirdest thing? Is that 
Doesn't the Secret Service still have to protect him? Yeah. After all of this? Yeah. I'm sure those guys are like, fuck. I know. I don't they don't get him out. I don't wanna. I can't wanna. <laughs> Uh, all right, what's the next on the list? Cause... <laughs> Speaking of can't wanna, the sadness that is Kanye and his manic state right now. Honestly, for as many people as I follow on Twitter who usually has like their hands in this sort of shit, no one's really talking about it. I think it's probably because they're understanding that like he's very sick. Right. That has to be what it is. I and see the quite random... frankly, like kim's little the poses she did which was really a lovely thing to say and very powerful to say that about her husband and to actually try to help to destigmatize these sorts of like mental illness in general um was useful i think that that kind of quelled it that may have been absolutely no i agree there's parts of me that are also because i've known a few people who are bipolar and they would even say this themselves but they're like we need to still like even despite the mental illness um our actions still need sure. to be held accountable for like you can't just say my mental illness made me do this right but, but what you can do is not play into the hand of the person who's going through right. a manic state right now and be like oh yeah we're gonna go see kanye talk at blah 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 blah. like you don't have to do that you don't have to participate in that exactly Basically, he needs help so hopefully he gets help I agree. But you know, geniuses are usually mad. Mm, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm sorry, except you. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a genius. I'm just more along the line of I dislike when people like this is going to be kind of one of those situations of the where do you split the line between the genius and the mental illness? Like the, oh, sure. the art, you know, and like, cause I'm like one of those people like, uh, like what are you yelling? Like, I'm like, I'm good. Not supporting any of that shit. I'm just, I'm good. He was a pedophile. Uh, it's disgusting. And people are like, yes, but look what he did. And I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to support that. So I don't know if that would fall in with Kanye, if people would still, his music's genius, so we just separate that. But what are your feelings on those sorts of things? I do think he's like a, he is a very talented musician and rapper. And in when he came out in 2000s, he changed the game of rap, like for sure. Like he is the standout at, of that in that moment and changed rap and made it different. Um, whether or not ego plays into a lot of that, which it pro- I'm sure it does. Um, he came out with a, with one message and has gradually shifted and morphed into a very different message that I don't agree with, uh, which is fine, but um, doesn't make him any less of a genius person and for me like with social when I think about like rappers and stuff like that like Jay-Z to me is kind of like a rap genius where he Mm. literally spits off the top of his head Mm -hmm. and that's what he and that's what happens like even Lil Wayne is the same way to me like he flows directly from his brain he doesn't write anything down stuff like that 
for like Kanye, like he's a genius with beats and he's a really great rapper and he's very talented. So those things are great and fine and whatever, but that's just one aspect of it. And for me personally, like most of the men in my family are actually really legitimately smart ass genius type level people who all have some sort of like mental illness or deficiency or flaw. So, but I mean, I don't know if it's, is there a line of something that would, for me, there's a pretty hard line. Like, like for instance, like look at JK Rowling right now. The fact that she's coming out with a bunch of transphobic things and for years she's been doing some problematic things anyway, but you know, for someone to build such a huge thing, I don't think, I don't know if Kanye is on that level. I think most of his stuff is, is more of like, oh, you have, like, you have issues that you're going through. Yeah, I, it's just, I, I don't know. Like, I don't think that J.K. Rowling is mentally ill. No, J.K. Rowling is just a horrible human being also. Right. So, and even though Kanye may have some problematic views anyway, like, you can mm-hmm. be mentally ill and also still and have still problematic views. And still be a complete and total asshole. That is 100%. I did not say he couldn't be. No, no, no. I did no, not no, say no. he wasn't. <laughs> no, and I didn't mean to apply at all that you would ever, at all in any way. It's just interesting to me, like the whole uh, cancel culture aspect of those sorts of things, like people being afraid or worried. And I don't feel like Kanye has that, whereas I feel like definitely J.K. Rowling does. He got canceled or is canceled for a lot of people. For a lot of people, yes, but I don't think, like he's not... <laughs> I haven't seen a great harm. I've just seen him looking ridiculous, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, what's happened to J.K. Rowling? Nothing either. I mean, a lot of people have, at least follower-wise. Mm. Um, but most of what I've been seeing, especially recently with her, is that people have now been coming out with articles talking about her transphobic things and her setting mm-hmm. lawyers on them, which has been great because she also signed that petition thing for free speech. Right. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I felt like she should have probably just kept her name off of that. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't say I get to say what I get to say, but then stick your lawyers on someone for being like, right. her language could be problematic. Let's discuss. Well, we'll just hope that he doesn't hurt anybody or himself. And his family. Mm-hmm. I really hope that. Let's pray for those kids. I don't keep up with anything that's going on over there. You mean you don't like, keep up with the Kardashians? I didn't even put those two things together. Thank you. No, I don't. And, well, I think the reason why we're doing what we're doing right now, especially with celebrities, is we're kind of finally seeing how much power we've been putting in celebrities. And um, especially within the first couple of months, how... Like, I, at least I've been seeing a pushback of how many celebrities, because, like, in order to stay a celebrity, you have to stay in the limelight. And how can you do that when you're not making movies, if you're not on talk shows, if you're not, you, you know. You still have your social media platform. You do. But then when you make a pandemic about yourself, <laughs> yeah, or you make a Black Lives Matter about yourself, like, we're starting to see now people pushing back and realizing, huh, Like, I have seen less about celebrities in my timeline than in these past couple of months. Yeah, it's been really nice. I don't care what Joe Jonas wore today. 
And that's why I think a lot of people are doing the same thing where they're just kind of, and I've seen a couple of people mention it saying, we don't care anymore. And so it's very interesting, especially as someone who had that artist. I wanted to be an actress growing up. Like, that's what I wanted. Probably not the best look. <laughs> especially since you can't remember shit anyway. Oh, for me? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I mean, I used like, to be really I good with my lines and shit like that. one guy who was, I mean, I don't know, he was in some movie or whatever. I think he's an actor. When I Wait, care about what? it, I care. <laughs> Whatever. You can can ask any question about Legend of Zelda and let me tell you. I understand you have your priorities, girl. (laughs) Then you'd be like, Brad Pitt? Oh, yeah, Brad Pitt. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) I still don't know. I didn't know that he finally got divorced and suddenly someone mentioned the other day that he was like back with Jennifer or something and I was like, what? Oh my god. This is a cool, I But Bless see those you. are the things. I don't care. I mean, and things are Bless coming out you. now that people don't care anymore. Like Ellen DeGeneres is getting some heat. Oh, so what you feel like you're like you were above the trend? No. I <laughs> If I were above the trend, I would have hated her. I never hated her. I just meant in general of like, oh, I didn't know shit about celebrities and now everybody else is on my bandwagon. No. Cuz if I I would say I could be snooty or petty about it if I actively, purposefully made that part of my personality. Oh, I don't know anything about celebrities. Well, we know oh, how don't. dare. Instead, it was more of, I would say, that it wasn't, I wasn't bragging about not knowing anything. <laughs> I just was more of like, who's that? I really don't know. <sighs> We're never going on a game show. <laughs> Unless the game show's about Legend of Zelda. I guess. <laughs> I think you and I would do really well in the newlywed game. Oh, God. I mean, I think... yeah. I mean, we we did do the, what was it? 12 questions of love. So 36. 36 questions to Idrisalba. <laughs> we did that so clearly. But yeah. other But if they're asking us like questions about pop trivia, you're boned. Yeah. I'm really bad at trivia in general, though. <laughs> like, really bad at it. Like, I have friends who are so good. I'm like, how do you even care to know this knowledge <laughs> all right well let's wrap it up with my last final thing that i'm trying to get you to do that you refuse to but it's all over the internet right now so <laughs> to you not all over my timeline internet bitches i'm sitting up here i have an article queued up right now on new york magazine's the cut about this i just read an article on the guardian about it while i was waiting for you before we even started like it this shit just came out Anyway, so what I'm talking about is a lovely show called Indian Matchmaking and or Indian Matchmaker. And it is great. (laughs) I saw it briefly a week ago when I went into Netflix to watch something. It popped up to be like the trailer. Mm -hmm. And I watched it for two seconds and I was like, I bet Tammy will want us to watch this. And then I clicked on (laughs) it. It is so interesting because you know it it ties into a lot of different things like it ties into the caste system it ties into colorism um it ties into a lot of things that kind of happen i say caste is probably not based off of colonialism but for sure well they maybe not even colorism over there they probably were that way beforehand but it gets it's interesting to see a different culture and how they work on things and especially you know i do watch 90 day fiance where they do have people in india so 
you know. So you're saying you were ahead of the trend. Dun, dun, dun. I wasn't ahead of the trend, but I just, you know, I was like, oh, okay, I'm curious to see how this works. And I'm interested. It's interesting because they have like Indian Americans who are hiring this matchmaker to help them find somebody. And so I, you know, it's like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> you're American. You can have anybody that you want, but yet still you want to try to figure it out on the go just traditional route. So it's very interesting. Clearly, these people have money. Um, They're the upper class. So, or I should say upper caste. But um, it's interesting to see like, like what people's criteria are and what the different kinds of things that they're looking for, the different ways that um, people have biases about people. So like for this first episode that I watched, they had one Indian woman who her family was from Guyana. And so she's not considered Indian because she's from Guyana, even though they are Indian. Like her family had emigrated from India to Guyana in like the 1800s or whatever, but they're still Indian. And so the differences in terms of like, well, no one wants a non-Indian girl. They don't want even a Guyanese Indian. They want like, you know, someone legit from India who have roots there. So even the differences in the heart and the difficulties of this person trying to find somebody is very interesting. So it's just really told. It's a nice look into a different culture. Also to see how like we're all kind of the same in terms of being really vapid about what we want in people and um, shallow. So it's interesting. I just found it to be interesting, and but obviously, I do love Indian culture, and I've watched so much Bollywood shit yes, in my you lifetime. Have. So, <laughs> no, and I think that that conversation is always interesting because the one about saying like, "Who are you when you've moved to another country?" Like as soon as you've emigrated, and obviously, that's a huge issue in America right now because mm-hmm. we emigrated from Europe, and we like to say, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm Swedish and I'm Norwegian." But also we get to be American. But when other people emigrate from here and they're people of color, clearly they're like, no, you're just Mexican. Go back to where you came from. Yeah. And, you know, some of these people are complete and total dicks. Like, oh, my God, what a bunch of assholes. Honestly, (laughs) what a bunch of fucking shallow asses. And maybe not, you know, they might want to not marry the opposite sex. I'm not sure. But I'm just saying it's just interesting what people will do with it for their culture to keep that and make their parents happy especially in indian culture is what i'm learning from watching 90 day fiance (laughs) is that um people really want to keep their parents happy and that is the thing that is kind of like a foundation in their culture of like you do what your parents tell you to do and you don't when you when you buck buck the system it's frowned upon and you get outcast so, so it's just interesting, like what their how the, what the interpretation is of marriage to this in this culture than our culture, and I'm sure some similarities as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, for them, they're calling like an arranged marriage a marriage, and a marriage for love a love marriage, which is like the anomaly. It's just a different perspective. I thought it would be fun and easier to. Get <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. I was track. being dramatic. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to do that right now. I didn't say I don't want to. I just said, like, uh, dating. Basically, yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, no, we'll watch it. It's eight episodes. You can watch the first one since I already did without me. Watch the first one. Let me know what you think. Never. I know. I'd have to watch it with you. Otherwise, you won't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I say that we leave it off. Let's see if I can get the song up. I don't know if I can at all. Brianna Taylor, let's let's fucking find, let's God just get that shit damn. taken care of. God damn it, fuckers! Let's arrest these guys who killed her, please. Like please. I don't, I want to abolish the police, but also we need to fucking bring well, them to justice if that's not happening. Yeah, let's arrest them. How about Trump? You do that. Why don't you take your fucking federales down to Kentucky and arrest the fuckers who murdered that woman in her sleep? And also, big up to AOC. AOC. That's what I would love as my ringtone. The whole 10-minute speech. I want the whole thing. And every time people call me, I'll just listen to it. I won't even pick up the phone. So it's ringing well, for them for 10 minutes. Well, obviously you won't pick up the phone because nobody's going to call your ass for 10 minutes. <laughs> It'd be great, though. She was great. <laughs> she is. Oh, she's so great. It was the best speech. Every single moment mm-hmm. got better. Mm-hmm. 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 So... I'm thankful for her every day. You go, bitch. You do your thing out here in these streets. Hell Keep yeah. these fools accountable for their dumbass actions. Wimpy cowards. They are cowards. But you know what, Mallory? It's mm. their right. <laughs> it's my right. It's my right. <laughs> I just love it. It's oh the best. God. At least people are using their creativity well in this pandemic. I suppose. <laughs> All right. Well, here's to next week, hopefully being productive. Yes. Personally productive. So that's all I'll have to say about that. Yep. <laughs> Low-key fuck 2020 because Low it's my right. Fuck 2020. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening in. Be you safe. Can. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Stay six feet apart. It's really simple, actually. I don't want to be that close to people anyway. <laughs> You're not lying, though. I'm not lying either. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Like, there's so many. It's cool. I'm all right. Cheers. Bye.